Hello, and welcome back to Oh God, I'm in my 20s, the podcast where three clueless friends discuss the highs and lows of newfound adulthood and how to fake it till you make it. My name is Roshni. I'm Lishi. And I'm Singwei. And as always, before we start, we're going to do the question of the day, which this week comes from Lishi. Guys, this is a serious question. Are you team TikTok or team Reels? <laughs> <laughs> this one's easy for me. Is it? Yeah, easy. Yeah. Team easy, TikTok. Easy. Team Reels. Why are you Team Reels? That is incorrect. <laughs> that is the incorrect opinion to have. Because I had to delete TikTok because of how uh-huh. like good the algorithm was. I was spending too much right. time. So then, okay. I don't, I don't mind the information lag or the trend lag in Instagram Reels. It's fine if I just find out about things a few months after, as long as I don't <laughs> get addicted. Yeah, but this is yeah. what I hate about Reels. It's second-hand content. Yeah, you, you're you like <laughs> employing a middleman for no reason. Yeah, you and the just, quality... You should just practice some self-control. <laughs> the quality is worse than TikTok because, you know, it's recycled content. They got it from TikTok, so yeah, the okay, resolution is fair? terrible. There are some people some. who are like, you know, some who, I guess they <laughs> take advantage of the fact that Instagram Reels is not as developed, established yet. Okay, sorry, I don't know if I'm offending some creators, but <laughs> they managed to like, you know, I don't know, make it on Instagram Reels because TikTok's so, too saturated right now. True, that's true. Are you yeah. supporting the Instagram Reels creators? Yeah, she's thinking as a creator. She's not thinking as a consumer. So that's mm. a different will will she has on TikTok and Reels. Yeah. I still think you're I, weird. I, I guess. But I respect I respect your right to be weird. Yeah, we respect that. We don't judge. Thanks, no, we judge. Guys, we still respect it, it though. <laughs> Okay, so anyway, today we're discussing something quite interesting, in my opinion. We're going to talk about minimalism, like, as a concept, but also as a lifestyle. So, mm-hmm. Singwei, can you explain what minimalism is? Okay, minimalism is, simply put, just a lifestyle about not... Uh, owning unnecessary items or experiencing unnecessary uh, things. So it's a mindful practice about just doing exactly that to align what you experience and what you welcome into your life to essentially who you are and what you love. So we have to caveat that it's not about obsessively decluttering. I think Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people might have the misconception that minimalism is about just reading yourself of everything you own and like I don't know living in a white box with like that white generic table aesthetic (laughs) I don't know like set up Ikea aesthetic yeah or like what's his name again Matt I think he has a very like okay not to like who's Matt he's this YouTuber (laughs) Oh, talk more about him later so you will know more <laughs> about this guy yeah yeah I, I honestly don't know much about him so mm, minimal comment but 
I know he has a very aesthetic minimalism and minimalist conventionally when you think about like minimalism you think about that kind of like look and feel very sleek mm. very clean but yeah we just want to I guess not define minimalism as that it's more mm-hmm. about like yeah what we mentioned earlier like depending on your, your wants, definition your needs yeah welcoming yeah. what you want into your life yeah yeah so minimalist essentially search for happiness not through ob- objects or material possessions but through life itself mm. and um, the objects and possessions kind of serve you live out that life that you desire mm-hmm. i suppose um so from my research which i will admit wasn't a deep dive so if i get something wrong or if we get anything wrong throughout this episode please let us know yes. um but yeah no minimalism as an art style emerged in the 1950s and there's been like various trends of minimalism throughout history like as early as like the 1800s but what I want to focus on was um in how in like the late 70s two social scientists who were called Duane Elgin don't know if I'm saying that right and Arnold Mitchell basically noticed that um there was this like growing trend of people returning to the quote-unquote simple life and how that was becoming more mainstream and they predicted that by the year 2000, people would adopt um, the movement that they called voluntary simplicity. That didn't happen. But interestingly, in 2008, when the housing crisis and the banking collapse happened, minimalism was kind of forced onto people because it was the more desirable option and it was a necessity. Um, So yeah, that's like the most major um, instances of more modern minimalism. And since now we have a better idea of what minimalism is, I think it's also important to you know, look at what, when it had became a trend or commercialized in our society right now. So like what Roshni said, it has always been around since 1950s. So it didn't just come out of nowhere and see after the financial crisis we see another spike we also see another spike in minimal spike in interest in minimalism in 2016 so this happened when a youtuber called Matt D. Avala which um, Sigmund mentioned just now mm-hmm. he released a documentary called Minimalism a documentary about the important things I've yet to watch these documentaries but so but um the concept of minimalism was then became trendy and was discussed by many bloggers at that time. But, you know, once again, as any other trend, the interest in minimalism began began to temper off after a while. But that doesn't mean that it is not relevant anymore. So, yeah, Singwei and Roshni, I'm going to say this phrase. So tell me if mm-hmm. you know who, who you think this is from. Okay. Does this spark joy? Mr. Ricondo. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's My girl. Your, yeah, it's from Maria Kondo. Um, it's her famous cat phrase. I'm sure a lot of you guys have heard of it because it was quite popular. I was like back in 2019, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So she's also the author of a best-selling book called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. 
the Japanese art of decluttering and organizing. Wow. So basically, the gist of it is that she's encouraging you to get rid of things that don't serve any purpose in your life anymore and organize your items to maximize the space and look good visually. So this mm-hmm. is an example of how you know minimalism remained relevant even until recent years. So yeah, like instead of being an art concept like it used to be in 1950s, it has now became a product oh, and so. it has been you know commercialized into things where people can capitalize off this minimalism lifestyle by providing guides and advice. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's how. Um, I would say minimalism has became in our society. Mm. Do you think it's like taken to the extreme by some that it gets a bit like, um, I guess in in a way toxic or like it actually depletes you of like the ability to live a fulfilling life rather than it kind of mm-hmm. making you yeah. be able to do that? Yeah. I think some people had definitely take it has definitely like taken it to the extreme because mm. you know just by looking YouTube videos or blogs online, you can see a lot of people stop. Like you can see <laughs> from the title, why I stop uh, minimalism, mm. um, why is this bad or stuff like that. That's because the they focus too much on, <laughs> on material items the possession of mm. material items and the obsessed obsession of decluttering decluttering yeah yeah that's bad which is what i would call mainstream minimalism which, mm, which yeah. i define it as you know being too focused on material possession rather than the actual practice the essence of minimalism yeah mm. yeah i feel like they, sure. they people tend to focus too much on the process of becoming minimalist or whatever that means to them, um, instead of the outcome of what minimalism is supposed to bring you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. So like it turns into more of an aesthetic choice rather than a lifestyle, which is weird. Yeah. Yeah. And even like the kind of thought behind it, uh, you could take it too much to an extreme, right? Like trying to only welcome things that you think are necessary into your life you might overthink it and I think I watched Lana's video Lana Blakely on YouTube love her by the way uh (laughs) she she was commenting about like you know how she didn't even own a toolbox because she was like do I really need a toolbox or like even a pair of scissors or like the scissors spark joy yeah like cutlery (laughs) I think she was saying like her friends had to come over and Mm-mm. sit on the floor. I watched or, that like, video too. The couch, yeah, which is like, mm, it makes sense. Too much, yeah, yeah, too much of an extreme. Like, mm. yeah, I'm I'm glad that she 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 is now practicing a more, uh, mediumist approach. <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah, but I think I think like. To her, she still values minimalism for what it mm. is. It's just that she yeah. identified in a way that she took it too much to the extreme and it was actually like taking away from her happiness, not necessarily yeah. like adding to it. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the common mistake a lot of people make, which is why it's not sustainable. Yeah. Like it's just like just like yoga. Yoga is supposed to distress your like you're supposed to 
feel relaxed and it's a exercise that supposed to distress you yourself right but mm-hmm. instead of thinking it as yoga you see it as a chore mm-hmm. it's quite contra- it's quite ironic because you're you're doing this you are getting into minimalism just to live a more meaningful life but you are doing the complete opposite by stressing over little things like that mm. yeah yeah it's and kind of like yeah. depleting yourself of like the ability to hold on to items that mm, maybe they're not very practical yeah. but they're like sentimental yeah. and like you cannot justify keeping yeah. it other than like the sentimental value and then like yeah. because of that you I don't know lose out on like just holding on mm. to a lot of fond memories I don't think minimalism like that that's one of the misconceptions of minimalism yeah, I realized once yeah. I did research is that it's not necessarily about getting rid of yeah. absolutely everything you don't need it's not exactly. about getting rid of like sentiment, uh, sentimental things but people think it is that yeah yeah that's the problem and then you create this like cycle of ah oh, shit I don't own anything that makes me happy <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then you know sometimes by decluttering you it may lead to you buying even more things because you know you got yeah. rid of some stuff that you actually needed but you thought mm, this didn't spark drive for some reason or you didn't fit into your mm-hmm. aesthetic yeah yeah and sometimes like having things can be good as well like for example upgrading your kitchen having a more um i don't know having things can be good too so it's all about balance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think yeah. there's quite a contradictory relationship that exists with contemporary minim- minimalism it promotes to me what feels like a very like aspirational and luxury lifestyle like you see it all the time on instagram but most of the high-end spaces, like interior-wise, they're quite minimalist. And you have the the rise of the clean girl aesthetic, which mm-hmm. don't don't even get me started on the clean girl aesthetic, which is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> and like a lot of the quote-unquote aesthetic visuals on Instagram do tend to be minimalist in my mm-hmm. experiences. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you have a lot of like sleek, open spaces, clean lines, muted colors, that kind of stuff. Um, and I feel like minimalism as we know it today, has gone from this ideology of mindful restraint, which is what it's supposed to be, to just an aesthetic lifestyle. Mm, Yeah. I feel like when, you know, because right now a lot of people take it to the extreme, you know, just like like consumerism, they are both different, they are just both different forms of addiction or compulsion. Mm. Mm -hmm. That's... That doesn't sound like minimalism at all. Yeah. yeah. It's just another well, trend. Taken to the extreme. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you think the, we... the trendy aspect of it relates to how minimalism is often like targeted at the wealthy? Because mm-hmm. you never see minimalism sold as less is more because you don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah. rarely, it rarely focuses on the people that have the minimalist lifestyle forced onto them due yeah. to circumstance. Yeah. It's always um people that have the option of minimalism, right? Mm-hmm. So you yeah. I feel like you often overlook that 
sometimes when you don't have the option of owning as many possessions as you might want, the few possessions that you do own become like they add value to your life rather than weigh you down, which is what minimalism suggests that it does. So yeah, I, I often see like minimalism is touted by the wealthy. It's a privileged concept. It is actually being perceived yeah. as the privileged concept right now. It, you you have to come from a privilege privileged background in order to say that, you know, I'm a minimalist. Because you have a lot of things. Yeah, you have the ability to get rid of things or buy things that spark you joy. Like you have the choice to do it, but not a lot of people have that. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. say, I don't need these things because you've had those things before. Mm-hmm. And lots of people don't have that option. Yeah, yeah once again, we are focusing on like the extreme side. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Just in case we offend any minimalist. <laughs> if you are not those extremer you're fine yeah yeah do, do guess, what you want <laughs> yeah maybe we're just targeting the ones that fixate on decluttering right now mm-hmm. not the yeah. ones that are mindful about even welcoming the item into their life uh so then it's like i mean if you are just a thought like if you are coming from like less of a privileged background but whenever you have the ability to acquire anything or experience something you don't give it much thought you just uh, get it and then later on realize that you didn't like you, you were bad you could be better off buying something else or like you didn't make the wisest decision in like getting whatever you got is is that also an example of like okay minimalism could add to their life then uh, and it's not just like a concept reserved for the privileged or the wealthy because uh, it really could be applied to someone who is less economically privileged and in fact it is more of economically sound uh, lifestyle for them because they are actually actively giving thought to what they already you know what what to do with their already very limited resources Mm -hmm. and like maximize that yeah Mm. I think it's just a difference in ideology honestly like Mm. you can have a minimalist lifestyle that brings you happiness and fulfillment and then on the other hand you can have a maximalist lifestyle that also brings you happiness and fulfillment it just it depends purely on you as an individual and your preferences and where you think your values lie and also it's good to keep in mind that minimalism it's also about uh, people in our lives and the things that we consume so for example food the people we work mm. with the um, content we we watch all this all these things can put into the practice as well it's not just you know once again possession of possession yeah. it's, it's basically being mindful having mindfulness mm. in your decision it's interesting that relationships are included in the the practice of minimalism mm-hmm. like that's i i find that to be the like the hardest aspect to control probably because mm-hmm. There are some relationships that you, you just have you just have to have in your life. Like, okay, what if I guess in an ideal world, your job wouldn't mm. be stressful. But what if your work relationships are toxic? Mm, As true. from a minimalist perspective, I feel like that would be quite challenging to get rid of. Mm-mm. I mean, yeah. I guess it's not about reading of all like burning your bridges. Oh, that's true. Of relationships. Mm-hmm. It's just like who do you focus your energy on? 
of Roughly, all the yeah. people that Amateur you have mistake. in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, my bad. It's about minimizing toxicity. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, but no, I feel like everyone is on is like us as well. We're not aware of what real minimalism is. That's why we always get confused mm-hmm. on what do we actually need to do and mm. honestly there's no rules there's no mm. like strict rules where okay if this doesn't bring you joy get rid of it that's not what min- that's not what it is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and it's largely focused on the end goal like the mm-hmm. whole point of minimalism is to get rid of like excess distractions mm-hmm. so you can focus on what's important to you mm-hmm. yeah. and you get to decide whatever that is true but obviously, mm. most people have the view of minimalism that's like Kim Kardashian's house. Have you seen that Architectural Digest video? Oh, of, yes. Of her, like, oh. her, her, mm, that property is not minimalist. That is a $60 million mansion. Um, yeah, and it's that like, makes- it, it's a really interesting house. It's like mm. all monochromatic, stark walls, like large open space. And I think... She describes it quite well, actually. She calls it a um, a minimalist monastery. And oh. that's 100% it. It looks like the home of an influencer monk. We like love a monk that's on Instagram. Yeah. I've seen incomplete construction sites that are less minimalist than right. <laughs> But... Like absolutely no shade to Kim Kardashian. Like I think her house should look however she wants it to, and it's nobody else's business. But I just think like that's a really interesting take on minimalism. Yeah. To go completely to the extreme. Mm, I know she yeah. matched her cars to her walls too. <laughs> oh wow! I didn't know that. Yeah. It's, to be rich, guys. It's a very mm. cohesive aesthetic. Mm. Mm. If you want. If you truly want to know what is it like to live a minimalist lifestyle, you can take a look at monks. They are constantly practicing minimalism. They have no hair and they only have one set of clothing, which is the robe that they always wear it. They, yeah. But then again... Okay, Arguably, fair, is that but... not extreme too? Yeah. For like for the layman, that's extreme, right? Which yeah, is why yeah, not it's, everyone's it's a monk. Yeah, it's extreme. But I guess they did it in a healthier way. Do you just it's think not... that because they're monks though? Mm, yeah. I just think because all they do is... All... Okay, correct me if I'm wrong, but at least from what I've perceived monks as, they are... You know, they are trying to reach this self-fulfillment mm-hmm. stage. So they don't really have other things to worry about besides fulfilling their, their own needs when it comes to... Um... That's quite extreme though, right? Yeah. Because right now, rich a, monk, a monk and Kim Kardashian are sounding very similar to me. <laughs> <laughs> True. I just thought, you know, if you want to look at look at it, you can look at monks. Yeah. Yeah, but no, that's like that's an interesting double standard. Like, why is extremism for in minimalism in monks mm. seen as like acceptable and like a higher form I think of it's being accepted, than accept, sorry, acceptable because monks they don't they don't 
they don't say why I stopped being a monk. Like there's no, oh no, I don't know how to say it, but it's a commitment for them. So they go in. It's the, not like a fad. Basically. Yeah. So whereas a lot of people, they go into thinking that, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to become so much better if I adopt this minimalism lifestyle. Whereas Hmong, they just, they devote their life towards less is more. Mm. Extremists, but societally acceptable extremists. Extremists, I guess. Would you become a monk? <laughs> would, you, <laughs> would you adopt minimalism into your life? I would, but... No, I wouldn't become a monk, but I would definitely... <laughs> would definitely... <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> Shave your head. Shave your head. Shave your head. <laughs> no, but I... I would like to adopt the minimalist lifestyle as well. I think there are some, you know, there's reason. There's a reason why it's working for some people. I like mm. the idea of less is more and putting less focus on the things that don't serve you any purpose or bring you joy anymore. So yeah, mm. that's that's quite fair. You know, freeing things up for the things that actually worth your time and for yourself. Yeah. Would you guys definitely. adopt it? Um, I am definitely more of a, a maximalist than a minimalist. I am a material girl. <laughs> I like girl. my stuff. Um, but the nice thing is, like I said before, maximalism and minimalism as lifestyles are aimed at the same thing. Like the end goal is the same. It's whatever brings you happiness and fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And for me, that manifests more as maximal uh, maximalism than minimalism. So, Could like, you like, yeah, elaborate more on like what your definition of maximalism is, because then, like, now it sounds very much like it's still fixated on the dif- the difference is still like the number of possessions, which we kind of <laughs> like already debunked. That's not I what guess... minimalism is about. Yeah, yeah, that's not what minimalism is about. It's from what I read they don't seem that different to me. Mm. But they're touted as being on like opposite ends of the spectrum. Mm. Maximalist spaces are supposed to be more um, filled traditionally. Like they're they're filled with more objects. They're, they tend to be more colorful um, and they spark more like noticeable questions the second you enter a space. Whereas minimalist spaces tend to be quite simple, sleek, um, cleaner cleaner looking i guess from my research i kind of it's it's more of an aesthetic difference to me yeah because i feel like the the ideologies themselves are very similar similar yeah Yeah. sounds very similar actually and the only difference is like the like you said like the aesthetic appeal which a lot of people it's just what you like to be yeah you might end up losing your personality (laughs) 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 trying to like adopt that (laughs) Yeah, maximalism is making a comeback too. Is it? Like yeah, with, for sure. Because the '90s for and sure. 2000s are back, and the '90s and yeah. 2000s were all about maximalism. It's like the the like the 2000s bedroom aesthetic mm-hmm. is pure maximalism. Oh, true. Like posters all yeah. over your walls, like plants, and it looks cool. Like if you're into that, it looks cool. But it's definitely a shift from the minimalist trend that we've had for the past for the 2010s. Yeah. 
exciting times <laughs> yeah definitely would want to actually mm, have always wanted to kind of work towards that kind of minimalist very mindful way of living but of course it's easier said than done and like I think everyone mm, if you're striving towards that lifestyle also cut yourself some slack you don't have Mm -hmm. to always like justify Mm -hmm. everything or like yeah and you don't have to be minimalist in every aspect of your life like Mm. your living space can still be maximalist but your practices can Mm -hmm. be minimalist if that's what you want there's still minimalism Mm -hmm. it's not about the things that you owe or don't own yeah Mm -mm -mm. yeah yeah it's about as long as yeah how you live your life yeah, we have we revolve oh. a, a lot around like how how to how to approach <laughs> minimalism. But do we have any concrete or like any yeah concrete examples on what we can do to approach it? I think we I could guess. talk about because the conclusion so far seems to be minimalism is individual. Like your idea of indivi- um, minimalism is individual. So mm-hmm. we could talk about what you would do mm-hmm. to yeah. If you if you decided to adopt a minimalist lifestyle, mm-hmm. mm. um, for me personally, I really like the idea of a capsule wardrobe. Which, yes. if you don't know what a capsule <laughs> wardrobe is, it's basically like a smaller collection of clothing that is made up of interchangeable items only. So you maximize the number of outfits that you can create within those items, and you cut back on like excessive um owning excessive items so you have a more versatile wardrobe that's more sustainable and the idea is obviously like you don't purchase from like sheen right because that (laughs) is that's paradoxical like there's no point in having a capsule wardrobe if you're going to contribute to sheen like you purchase quality long-lasting products that are sustainably made i actually have been doing that since i would say last year Still, yeah, like we've, I think we've all been working towards it, still building it though. Yeah, still, still building, building it. it. Shit's expensive. It's not, it's not because I've no money to buy other stuff. Yeah, it's not because of that. <laughs> she just wants you to know she's rich. She has no, money. I have money. I just chose not to buy. Okay, um, but like daddy's the, money. The about, mm? No, it's mommy's money. Oh, wow. <laughs> The thing about like, you know, you mentioned she and like, I feel like for a lot of people, it's not like a choice mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. shop from she and of course, ideally you wouldn't, but like for anyone who's like, you know, also trying to build like a very maximized wardrobe that's like aligned to like who they are and they have mm-hmm. to like get it from she and I think that's completely like fine as well. Mm-hmm. Of course, ideally you wouldn't do that, but you know, that's what yeah. you are capable of and like you're not the problem that uh sheen is creating or mm-hmm. promoting yeah. i suppose because you're not the the kind that's like of obs- like buying excessively and then like throwing and yeah 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 that goes consuming. back to yeah what we were saying about like circumstance affecting your practices mm, for sure yeah but capsule wardrobe yes definitely mm. one day very, very one day <laughs> One day. What else? What else would you guys do? Mm, of course, mindful shopping is like 
like kind of adding on to the capsule wardrobe thing apart from like clothes as well like I think it's what I've been trying to to do a lot more or like have always been doing imperfectly but like we're working on it you know Mm -hmm. Uh, just things like sleeping on it before like you buy something online yes not not just like you know in the moment I have to have it and then just add the cart at the cart instant gratification I'm quite I'm quite prone to like impulsive purchases but recently in the past like year two years I've been trying to like take a break and be like okay if I still want this in a week or a month depending on the cost of the item I'll be Mm -hmm. like okay if I if I'm still thinking about this if I'm if I still (laughs) want it if I'm spaced from it and it's still like gonna make me happy then I will get it yes but I will caveat that like if it's like special circumstance if I'm traveling or whatever I will honor all impulsive buying purchase decisions (laughs) because like you know these are like memories man like different category like Mm -hmm. everything is justified because yeah it's a spectrum right like you're allowed to deviate from one end or the other Mm, like you you don't necessarily have to cage yourself in it's all about mm. balance. Yeah. Yeah. Balance. Look at us preaching yeah. balance. <laughs> Look at us. <laughs> I feel like what I would do is focus on the things that I consume, things that are actually meaningful mm-hmm. to myself. Oh my so, for example, oh, you know, this is something I'm trying to improve on as well is stop watching so much TikTok. <laughs> see you should you should jump on the on the no no one, no, no one is joining your reels <laughs> no. not interested no singly that's completely not the point singly, no i mean as in delete tiktok delete okay TikTok. if i delete tiktok but if you delete tiktok then you that's that's an extreme singly you're living in extreme okay, uh. that's not helpful that's not getting me <laughs> getting rid of the root of the problem but no you know um being mindful of what I consume online, that is something that we I need to be aware of. Sometimes I can dwell too much on one side of that narrative that mm-hmm. I just don't think of the, the other side. So it really narrows my perspective in a certain, you know, topic. So yeah, another thing that I can work on is the things that I consume. So for example, food. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I have the obviously if you have the financial ability you definitely want to consume something that's you know healthier to your body it's something that you always want to strive for so just being mindful of the content that I consume and the food that I have for my body yeah food know? is definitely something that I think we all try to be mindful of yeah but mm-hmm. social media for me is the thing that I struggle with most in terms of living in extremes mm-hmm. Like I just I just don't go on Instagram because mm. that shit overwhelms me. <laughs> and mm. Instagram has become has always been like a very toxic place for me. So mm. I shift between like either I will go like a full eight months without ever opening Instagram and then I will spend one whole hour on Instagram and fall down a rabbit hole of like, oh no, <gasps> oh no. <laughs> uh. But I've been trying to do this thing where I take an hour a day to do everything that stresses me out. So, and for me, that is social media. Like I go social on Instagram, media. I go on Twitter, I reply to my messages. I'm really terrible at replying. I'm so sorry. 
<laughs> but yeah, it's it's been working a lot better for me to not like cage myself into. I don't like Instagram. I'm never going on Instagram. Mm. That's a Ooh. healthier mindset. Yeah. It's like I'm gonna spend ten minutes. Girl. Ten minutes on there. Which Loki yeah. is already too much. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag balance. <laughs> Hashtag balance. Yeah, definitely resonate with like Bishido on like the consumption part of like living. Cause like, yeah, like I am very, very, very guilty of just like not being mindful of what I consume. And mm-hmm. then there's this like it made me think of this stoic saying as you were talking long. Uh about like you are what you give your attention to mm-hmm. so like that's the no same no wonder also. you look like reels now <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding i'm kidding you're <laughs> quoting stoicism she's a philosophy gal <laughs> yeah but i think it's very true um mm-hmm. yeah, yeah like whatever's on your head is like what you give your attention to and like these days i give my attention to uh very questionable things especially when like you're tired and you just want to like relax you just oh like... yeah the easier option of just like <laughs> yeah, the scrolling through is... mindful content exactly mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it does not add value at all just makes oh, I, you, like <laughs> i used i don't know if you guys remember but when we were like 13 14 i lived on the other end of the extreme where i would consume strictly like academic content i was <laughs> i was on crash course asap science like that was all i watched and ted talks or oh, the number wow. of ted talks i have consumed <laughs> didn't do shit though like it kind of just ended up stressing me out because i forced myself to only consume beneficial content yeah not balanced not, not, not balanced, balanced. Not balanced. <laughs> it's not something we preach for guys so <laughs> yeah. be mindful of that what do you guys think about mood boarding like kind of trying to figure out what you are like working towards like what aligns most with you maybe like you might surprise yourself with like what you end up producing I never thought of that yeah same I I mean when I go to Pinterest or Xiaohongshu which is this um Chinese, Chinese version of Pinterest I would call I would say it's called red in English um yeah when I see nice outfit I would save it to a board but that that's the that's the most I'll go to. I wouldn't create it just for just for an event or something. But yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, no, I'm similar to Lishi in that I go on Pinterest for like very sp- like my boards are very specific for events and stuff. But I've never considered the idea of like mood boarding mm-hmm. goals. It it sounds cute. Like in theory, it sounds like it could be really beneficial. But in knowing myself. I feel like I would tend to focus a lot more on the perception of my mood board rather than the application of it. So I'm not sure how viable of an option mood boarding is for me. Mm. And also I created mood board for manifestation purposes. <laughs> <laughs> what were you manifesting? Mm. Well, a lot of stuff. But... Expose yourself. Expose yourself. No, like, but that's exactly what like... I would be describing then because like you're kind of looking at it to, to check check with yourself like oh like am I am I doing things that are like making me more like what I want to become or like mm, okay yeah, if you look I at it that way action, like, yeah then I like that. I do I have a mood board guys <laughs> yeah I guess I'm on the right track on minimum <laughs> <laughs> It's like keeping yourself accountable, yeah. Like based yeah. on like 
what you what you know that you know you want to attract mm-hmm. yeah yeah I like that that's like checking in with yourself on mm-hmm. your progress on what's important to you yeah time to all make a mood board <laughs> side note Pinterest is so fun Pinterest is an underrated form of social media be I think I, I like I, it because it's not it doesn't feel like a, a social form of social media. Yo, another mm-hmm. fun fact. This is what I watched on TikTok. So I don't know how credible this is, but mm-hmm. <laughs> apparently, um, Pinterest social media manager can earn quite a lot too. But that's not really top <laughs> enough. Yeah. So you can earn a lot just by being a social media manager for Pinterest. Yeah for, pin- uh. yeah, for some brands. So just, just another, I guess, yeah, it's just another career. Career options. <laughs> career yeah, options that. on the pod. Yeah. And it's easier too, I heard. I'm not too sure, but that's what I saw on TikTok. So, yeah. See, that is a job like that would bring me happiness and fulfillment. Easy, no stress. Give me money. <laughs> <laughs> Offending all the Pinterest... Uh, oh shit! Yeah, no, yo, sorry. Just I don't mean to dumb down easy. your job, dude. I'm sure it's hard. <laughs> Does that mark all that we have to cover? Is there anything else that we want to touch on? I think we have on? shared quite a lot. Final mm. thoughts on minimalism. My opinion definitely changed. I had a a very narrow perspective of what I thought minimalism was, but mm, actually same. researching it, I, I like it as an ideology. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Let mm. us know if you guys would be minimalists slash are minimalists how do you feel so yeah i think that's it for this week thank you for listening and we hope you join us next week bye